You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. I sang on the last time. Anyway, it's it's Welcome to Building the Game. A documentary podcast. Wrap it. It's never Rap. the same. Do sometimes it's kind of lame. It's usually lame, but better than Corey Haim. You know what? And you know who's to blame? Rob. Um. Uh, it's what is it? It's the twenty eighth. It's episode two seventy four. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Corey Haim because Christine and I just watched The Lost Boys again. He's is he the one that, that died? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad now. Yeah. I should have, oh yeah, because Corey Feldman's the one with the band, right? It's the, yeah, the weird band. Corey yeah. Feldman's still around. Yeah, Corey Ham Ham passed away. Yeah, um, but yeah, Christine had never seen The Lost Boys before, and I hadn't seen it. I think since I was probably, you know, in my late teens. Right. Um, man, that movie is way better than I remember. Like I remember liking it a lot, but holy cow, that movie's good. That movie is good. Nice. Uh, yeah, Lost Boys a win it's like it's i mean it's a perfect perfect image of of late 80s i think it's 87 a perfect image of late 80s culture and 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 no real place in america ever looked like that but it was like the production designer and the costumer like like tried to create this fan fantasy uh iconic image of what 80s fashion and style was like and they put it into that movie and it's it's beautiful man it's beautiful and it's really a super fun goofy movie um i I don't know have you ever even seen it oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, okay it's been a long time so that movie's so good it's so good i don't know if i would have said that but you know i mean i'm with you i'm a big fan now i'm a big fan big fan yeah this is its 30 uh, yeah it was 87 because this is the 30 year anniversary i think i saw something about it online i said yeah i should watch that again um yeah, yeah the lost boys the lost- there were a couple of sequels too that i haven't seen that both i think feature Corey feldman um probably not uh um jack bauer what's his name Kiefer. Kiefer. Kiefer's the bad guy in that he's the big bad in Kiefer's the original always the bad guy he's, so he's and he's spoilers he he gets killed Right. So I don't think he's in the sequels. No, probably not. Plus, he was probably too good for the sequels. But the thing is about uh-huh. Keith Sutherland, he's always the bad guy except for one time. Except for one time? Which is the time everyone knows him for, which is when he was Jack Bauer. Oh, right. Yeah. And then, to be honest, he was a good guy who was always doing the bad things uh-huh. for the for the right reasons. No. Yeah, he was. Bad guy doing what? Oh, you mean in, in 24? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. He was a good guy doing bad things for the right reasons. Nobody ever okay. understood till like hour twenty four, for like you know th- this was the standard of that show. This is how that show worked, right? Um, problem. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's a so this is how it always worked. Mm-hmm. Um, some sort of terrorist thing happens. Yeah, it appears to be Middle Eastern people causing said terrorist strike, right? Yeah. Um, and then um, move forward. A number of episodes. It's in real time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as we uncover the plot, so like three episodes in, Jack goes rogue, and Jack is now now Jack is the terrorist, right? What? But he's he's not though. But everyone thinks he is. What? Every single season, which is silly. After like the second season, you think you'd be like, nope, he's not the terrorist. Yeah. 
you know. Wait, he is a terrorist? What? (laughs) So anyways, and then by the end of the series, spoiler alert, you find Uh, out every every single season, you find out that uh, it's a bunch of white guys Uh, who are terrorists (gasps) who are hiring Middle Eastern guys to make it look like it's them, but really it's the white guys. What? Sometimes they're German. So yeah. What? Anyways, yeah. 24? And it just it's a lot of uh, a lot of that show revolves around Jack Bauer saying, "Damn it!" and yeah. there's not enough time. Well, it's more like, "Damn it! There's not enough time." Kind of. Cuz he has yeah. a gruffle voice, yeah. right? He's, he's also like, He's like, "I'm going to rattle the cages." Going to rattle the cages. Yeah. He doesn't say that, but I no. wish that he did. Batman says that. He um he is the voice of Solid Snake in uh in Metal Gear Solid 5. He is? Yeah. Oh, that's right. awesome. Yeah. So, um he has like the movie uh, Phone Booth. It's a terrible movie. Uh-huh. Oh, is he the voice in that? But the best thing is, they, they actually did it with someone else, and then they were like, "This isn't working," and they had him re-record everything with oh. him, and because he's just the creepiest thing ever. Uh-huh. He's like, got a good voice. You, you remember the Scream movies mm-hmm. with that crazy voice they had? You mm-hmm. know, that could have just been Kiefer Sutherland. Sure, they purposely cast somebody no one knew, mm-hmm. and in those movies, get this. They didn't allow that guy to ever meet the rest of the cast during filming. Oh. So that he, and they actually, he would talk to them on the phone wow. when they were doing those scenes huh. to amp up the intensity wow. for the bad actors. So they looked, you know. Too, too bad that was a terrible movie. Scream? Are you kidding me? Oh, I thought you were still talking about Phone Booth. Oh, no, no. Oh. Scream. The Scream trilogy is fantastic. <laughs> I, no, I'm not a fan of that either. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it nah. is what it is. It's not a work of art, but in the genre, oh, it's I'm, great. I'm not uh, a Wes Craven fan. I'm normally not either, but those three movies are yeah. magnificent. Okay. Right. Anything that happened after the first three, I don't know, but the first three are great. Some okay. of my favorite horror movies ever. Well, now, be, to be fair, I'm not a huge horror buff, yeah. but I really like those. Sure. Well, I think that's probably why you like them so much. That's probably why. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, Kiefer, um, Kiefer was was like the scary man of my childhood, right? Like, like Lost Boys... Uh, 87. So I was 10 years old. No, I was about, I was eight years old when that came out. Excuse me. I was eight years old when that came out. Um, no, yeah, I would have been eight. Maybe I don't remember what time of year. So eight or nine. Anyway, uh, stand by me. He's the bad guy in stand by me. Um, those two, both those movies when I was a kid were like, uh, just, just wow. They, they really made an impact on me. Um, but yeah, Kiefer, glad that guy's still working. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Make fun of him, but he's a good actor. He's a good actor. Anyway, um, what what are we? What's happening? We what are going to talk about a huh? topic that was oh, emailed to us. He, you want to read the email? What? I, I hate will. you sometimes. Yeah, sure. Literally hate your let me, face. Let me pull this up. Um, we have an email here from Edmund England. Uh, hi, Edmund. Uh, yeah, well, he says, hi. I say, hi. Hi, it's good, nice to meet you. He's, hi, I saw that the Game Crafter has released a web-based software to create game components for board games. It has a monthly subscription, which makes me a bit skeptical, but it would be interesting if you discuss the pros and cons with it. And it's at component.studio, https colon slash slash component.studio. Uh, thanks, Ed. Um, that's a good idea. I didn't. Neither one of us have heard of this before, and I haven't had a chance to poke at it yet. But I think Jason did. Um, so I've actually got the website pulled up right now. Oh, good. Uh, I haven't looked at it much, but I am going to talk through what it says it can do. Okay. Right? Um, so it's got uh, features everything you need to build your tabletop components dynamically. Ooh, I like it when things um, are dynamic. Me too. Dynamical? Think image editor plus automation. Design your card or tile once. Generate dozens or hundreds of components with a button button push, a boot and push. Um, <laughs> it's the boot and push. It's a boot and um, push. It's a Canadian button. Yes. 
Put it in the boot. Actually, they would say that in the UK, I know. but whatever. Yeah. A boot. A bootin. Uh, anyways, uh, when you make a change, you can update all components in real time. Uh, get your components out of the in the format that you need. Uh, and it, according to um, GameCrafter, it yeah. is seamless interaction mm-hmm. because they will export files exactly how you need them for GameCrafter. That's cool. Which is awesome. That's cool. Huge selling point for somebody like me yeah. who's not good at getting stuff to GameCrafter. Yeah. Um, Upload assets. You can upload spreadsheets. Uh, each row represent a card or tile. Hmm. Font stylized text. Upload images uh, that you haven't got. Dropbox, Google Drive, or Imager, uh, or Imager. I don't know how to pronounce that. Whatever. I think it's Imager. Yeah. Um, image editing. Place, rotate, and resize images. Create stylized text. Draw boxes and circles and lines. Export uh, directly to uh, to a game uh, to a game in the Game Crafter, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Generate PDF. Print and play files, full bleed, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, export zip file for high resolution image that you can use for any purpose you like. Mm. That is sounds amazing. That sounds cool. So my first thought is, if I have this, do I actually even need Photoshop? <laughs> right? I, maybe I don't, right? I, well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it depends on functionality. So those are yeah. the features. Here's the pricing. So let's talk through this all, and then we'll, we'll yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about okay. what we feel okay. about it. So the standard plan is all features of Component Studio, 20 gigabytes of storage. That's pretty good. So nine ninety nine a month, nine ninety nine a month, right? I don't think that's bad. That's less than I pay for Photoshop right now. Okay, I'm going to say I pay twelve to fifteen for Photoshop, maybe even more. Okay. Um, here's what annoys me. Okay, right? Free one day trial before your build. One day, right? Mm. I me, I'm going to need a good week to get used to <laughs> understanding the software and seeing if I hate it or not, right? Yeah. I have to imagine it is designed with a simple user interface for people like me who don't want to use Photoshop, right? Sure. Um, which means you might actually hate it, yeah. right? You might be like, oh, this is for stupid people like Jason or Matt Riddle. But, you know, I mean, that sort of thing, right? Um, so anyways, um, I, yeah, 999 months not bad. Also, if you go over... 25 if you go over 20 gigs mm-hmm. it's 25 cents per month per gig extra that's not bad yeah so okay. like if you yeah. need a few extra gigs and why are you keeping everything out there for long periods of time oh, yeah, right? right i yeah, mean yeah, export yeah. it all off there's and, plenty other know. places for free storage that, right yeah right, right. don't so, waste their time with that right yeah um okay so that said mm. what are your initial thoughts on that so uh is it a, do you have to sign up for a specific period of time or is it cancel any time can i just do pay 99 for one month and have it for the whole month and then stop because my first thought is that I mean it's it sounds like a cool service. I would not sign up for that for a whole year because I don't make that many prototypes, right? I might I might put together two things for a Game Crafter a year. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, game the um, system. Well, it's not about gaming the system. It's about only paying for the service when I need the service. That's what it's about. You know, right? But that's gaming the system. I mean, so basically, you're saying it's well, okay. I'm going to guess that it is a monthly charge, and this is why I'm going to guess that there was no deal where it said it. it if it had said as low as nine ninety nine mm-hmm. a month, that would tell me that you got to sign up for a year to get that bad deal, right? Mm-hmm. Or good deal, whatever it is. But, um, but it just says nine ninety nine a month. There's no asterisks. There's no nothing. So mm-hmm. my guess is it's a monthly subscription. Um, oh, so can I get a discount? We frequently run promotions during the initial launch. We're offering five dollars off, and GameCrafter is doing that. Okay. Uh, use first K is your code, and if you use that, you get five dollars off. Is there a free trial? Oh, there's that one day free trial, baby. That's that guys. That sucks. I'm sorry. One day free trial. That's a joke. Give me five days. 
Like, yeah, even three. What's would your be... worst? What? Give me a week. What's your worst case scenario with that? Right. Well, I think what they're saying is you, you do that, and then uh, you're going to use the service to upload your game to the Game Crafter, and then you're only going to need three days to do that, and then your free trial's up. All right. So if you, one time free trial per email, mm-hmm. right? Now, yeah, I could spoof a ton of emails and sure. just keep doing it, right? I could do that with a one-day thing. If I'm really that committed oh, yeah. to screwing them over. Sure. But if you believe your product is as good as you're saying it is here, give me give me a week. Yeah. Because at the end of the week, I should be like, yes, mm-hmm. I want this. At the end of a day, even somebody who may end up loving your product might mm-hmm. not like it because they're still trying to learn the ropes, right? Yeah. Um, is there a penalty for canceling? There are no contracts. You're free to cancel at any time. So... Uh, what happens if I cancel my subscription? We'll hold your files for 90 days after your cancellation. That's good. Download anything you need before you cancel or resubscribe before 90 days is up. So you could. You okay. could. So let's say cancel anytime. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So you could use it, right? You could totally be like, all right. Um, and here's the inf- interesting part. This is totally owned by the Game Crafter. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. That's neat. Send email to info at Game Crafter for support. Mm. So. Um, so anyways, Game Crafter, if you're listening... Uh, that's my only beef with you is uh-huh. one day is is really crappy. Give me more than a day. So ten bucks a month sounds expensive to me, but I'm trying to so I'm trying to think it through. Like if you were gonna pay a graphic designer to lay out a whole game for you, you'd pay a lot more than that, right? You'd probably pay. The, I don't even know what a real. Gra- I know what I have charged people in the past, but I'm not a real graphic designer. I only kind of yeah. So probably a lot more than I would I would charge. Well, let's take out that aspect. Okay. Let's say you're making a prototype. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, for me, if I were to make a prototype, your standard prototype, I'm probably going to spend four plus hours um, putting that together. Mm-hmm. Now, I already made the spreadsheet, right? Yeah. I already made the spreadsheet. And a lot of it is just me copying and pasting. And in the end, my prototype is pretty ugly. But it okay. looks like, you know, I see them using symbols from GameIcons.net. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's, uh, that's what the symbols they show on there, which makes sense, right? Because sure. those are yeah. easy to, to download yeah. and to throw out there or to mm-hmm. throw to Google Drive and then port over. Um, how much time are you willing to pay yourself to take the time you need to do it in Photoshop, right? So, like, nine ninety nine a month, I'd like to think I pay myself more than $10 yeah. an hour. How much is your time, how much is your time right. worth? Here? Right. Yeah, so, yeah. if I could save... An hour a month on prototypes, mm-hmm. it's paid for itself. More than paid for itself, in, in my mind, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. See, for, since since I'm I'm functional enough with with software that I have that I I feel like I could probably do it in the same amount of time. Maybe it might take me a little bit more time, but I also I kind of enjoy that aspect of it, and so it wouldn't right. be worth it to me. I hate every minute of it. Yeah. Um, the other thing to think about too would be um, print and place, right? Yeah. Like, boom, export this as a print and play and send it on to somebody. You're done. Yeah. Like, how easy is that? It's pretty neat. You don't even have to have the rules in it, right? Because a lot of times the print and plays, I I would send somebody a print and play. You can just link the rules from Google Docs for them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's completely, like, Mm -hmm. I love that. And it sounds like I'm trying to, like, shill this to people. I'm not. I'm trying to convince myself as to why I should be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And frankly, I I think it would have been awesome if it showed, like... I would do more things with the Game Crafter mm-hmm. with this. So I think nine ninety nine a month is smart on their part. Because to me, that's, that's about what I pay for Netflix, yeah. right? 
Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about that because I've got a bunch of games on there for sale because because that's not a barrier for me, but it is a barrier for you. And if huge it, barrier. If it wasn't, then you probably would have listed more stuff on there as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't or, thought of that. Or at least would have spent a heck of a lot more money yeah. getting things off the getting game Getting prototypes crafter. made from there, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's probably the part of the business that, the, that some people haven't thought of is, you know, game crafters never... I'll say this: Game Crafter is unlikely to be a place where you're going to make a ton of money selling your game. Right? You know? Just there's so much competition on there. You're probably not going to make a ton of money publishing only exclusively through the Game Crafter. I agree. I think it's a great tool. I love it for for how we use it. Right? So that I have some stuff on there. Um, if builders are interested, they can totally grab it. But whatever, not a big deal. But it's it's great for making nice prototypes. Um, and and that's probably where the bigger business for them is going to come in, right? That's my guess. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, in fact, if if I was the game crafter, if I was marketing this, mm-hmm. I would say every time you send in a, a game order mm-hmm. more than twenty dollars or ten bucks, every time you do a game order more than ten bucks from this service, mm-hmm. I'll give you a dollar off your monthly subscription. Sure. You make it a loss leader, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like when the gas station char- sells milk really cheap so that you'll buy it because mm-hmm. you're going to go inside and get that and you, well, you might as well get gas where you're there, right? Yeah, right, right. Or, or vice versa. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it, that's a great thing for this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same reason that eventually, mark my words, Amazon is just going to give tablets away. When you, oh, yeah. When you buy a subscription to Amazon Prime, you're going to get one or more tablets. Yeah. Guaranteed. Sure. That'll happen in the next couple of years, likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the fact of the matter is tablets are so cheap. Sure, and you spend so much money on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I have, that, yeah. yeah, I've bought things through my Fire tablet. Right, yeah. Well, and just I mean, the idea of wait, I get a free tablet for Amazon Prime. Yeah. Well, now that I have Amazon Prime, I guess I should buy stuff off Amazon. Yeah. Oh, and I have the Amazon credit card, and I get a bunch of points for that. Yeah. Like it, it all works together. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. the opportunity the Game Crafter has here. Mm-hmm. Sure, but they need to. Exp- I think they need to do more with it. Yeah. Um, well, so they're probably in some kind of a trial phase right now, right? They just rolled this out. They just they've just turned it on. I, I'm sure they've done testing with designers, but they're probably this is this is now this is it's available for everybody, and I'm sure they're going to get a ton of feedback about it um, over the next few months, and and they're probably going to use that to make much decisions, you know? Right. Um, and and that's cool. It yeah. Um, so we're not shilling for it. We're also not bagging on it. You know, no, I, I, I'm guessing that at least for a couple months, I'm going to sign up for this. Are you? Okay. After Gen Con, the next time I want to make a yeah. real proto, I think I'm going to sign up for it and see. Because if this is easier than Photoshop, mm-hmm. why would I not do it? I'll cancel my subscription to Photoshop yeah. and just use this. I wonder if it'll uh, help you do the, the custom laser cuts, too. It could. It may yeah. not right now, but it could, right? Sure, theoretically. Um, there's a whole list of projects, I believe, you can do with it or the component sets that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't know what they all are. Um, you know, another thing they could do is they could give you the tools and then just make it, and anybody can put stuff together for free. But in order to export stuff or in order to send it to the Game Crafter main for printing, you have to be a subscriber in order to do that. That might also be a good way to do it to get people in the door and say, "Oh, these tools are really easy. They work really well for me." And uh, well, I've got this game. Well, I might as well spend the ten bucks to send it over there, or I might as well spend the ten bucks so I can get this prototype out as a print and play. Right. That might be a good way to approach it too. Now, the one thing that I worry about, and this is not bagging on the game crafter, but I, I am worried about the idea that, um, I feel like the game crafter's explanations on how to mm-hmm. do things are not very clear to me. Mm. 
you know Photoshop a lot better. You don't have to struggle with them at all, I don't right. think. But I, I do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really hope this is more user-friendly. Sure. Um, you know. Yeah, with with a lot of their interfaces, and they've gotten a, a whole lot better since we started doing this years ago. Absolutely. But they still assume that you already know a little bit about about file formatting and, and now, that kind of graphic design maybe stuff. this is their answer to say, maybe you don't know about file formatting, I let's mean, get you to this. It right? sounds like it, that's the plan. Yeah, kind of at face value, it, so, it sounds like that. So hopefully that that carries through for the whole experience. I mean, yeah, another thing you could do is charge 10 bucks a month for this, but whenever I order through this service, mm-hmm. give me a discount on GameCrafter. Not much. Mm-hmm. Like, even like 1% off. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because eventually, that's going to pay me back, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's neat. That's really neat. I mean, my guess is the GameCrafter is a small business, right? I mean, sure. they do a lot of business, but they're a small company. There isn't a ton yeah. of people working there. They probably money cash flow wise cannot afford to put all the money into this oh of course and just throw it out there and hope yeah. people use it you know they have to charge something for it this is probably um, a huge gamble for them yeah and yeah. I, I hope it works out because again it. yeah if it works as well as it says it does dude i'm in right yeah, i mean yeah, because yeah. if it can make my I, i've complained before to you that when i feel like i have a barrier as a designer to mm-hmm. success in some instances because mm-hmm. i can't make prototypes that look as good as you can and mm-hmm. others in the time that I have because mm-hmm. it takes me so much longer, right? Sure. And I just get mad mm-hmm. and it's not fun. And you know what I mean? I'm never going to be great at Photoshop. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I feel like, will help me mm-hmm. achieve that. I'm hoping. I'm yeah, hoping. I hope so, so too. Anyways. I hope so too. That's cool. All right. Um, is, am I, is it time to pitch a game? Uh, I feel like this is a little shorter than normal, but um, you know, you might as well. Um, okay. Because I don't. And do you have any other closing thoughts on this? I uh, I don't. I don't guess so. Um, I, it's neat. It's neat. I hope they have success with it. Um, Me too. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't cheap to develop all this stuff. And and uh, no, and, and it looks good. You know. Yeah. So I, I I say this, builders, uh, check it out. Go out and check it out. Whether or not you sign up for it, not my problem. But go check it out. Right. <laughs> and at least tell us what you think. Yeah. And if you are signed up for it. Give us a voicemail, 770-HOTEL-BGG. Mm-hmm. Shoot us an email. We want to hear your thoughts Absolutely. on that. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah. That would be really helpful. So, yeah. yeah. And maybe after you use it, you can check in. Oh, absolutely, yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I also, again, this is not something I'm great at. It's funny because mm-hmm. I work in technology and I'm good with technology, mm-hmm. but not this kind of tech. This sure. is really a struggle for me. So sure. yeah. I will be a great tester for them. If, if yeah. it's easy for me, literally anyone can do it. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, hey, uh, we should we should say real quick, um, builders. Uh, this episode is coming out after Gen Con. We have recorded it before Gen Con, so we haven't right. been there yet um, because our recording schedule is kind of a mess. So uh, that's why we haven't talked about how awesome Gen Con was yet. So expect it on the next episode. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, you heard a live episode from Gen Con. It was just last one week. we recorded there last week. Yeah. Uh, if not, you'll hear that next week. Right. Uh, but. We will, after that, have a recap episode where we yes. really talk through the entire experience. Right. Because the episode we record there is just always, of course, about what's happening what right now. What we're doing and, and being, what, in really being more about what other people are doing. Yeah. Right? right. Because we can talk about ourselves whenever we want. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's why Gen Con has not come up. So anyway, so I guess I'm going to pitch a game here. Pitch away. Yeah. Um, so I've had this this kind of core mechanic rattling around in my head here for a couple of weeks that... Um, that I'm just I'm just digging on, man. I'm just really digging on it. Um and I've struggled to know what to do with it. So I think I think I I was trying trying to connect it to a theme and and the rest of a game, right? I think mm-hmm. maybe I think I maybe have a decent idea for it now. 
Uh, and so that's what I'm going to pitch here. But but I'm open to a lot of suggestion and a lot of tweaking. Well, if there's anything I like doing, it's giving opinions. Yeah, I know. You're you're good. Um, opinions are like elbows. Everyone has a couple of them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> except people who've... Good opinions are like middle fingers. Everybody has a couple. Yeah. Actually, the real expression is opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I was trying not to say but I, well, now you had to bleep yourself right twice um so okay so uh this game so you said so bleep the word all right now picture a game <clears throat> um yeah so um okay so uh, a little over a year ago i pitched a worker placement game uh that was called gas giants where players were uh, running a, a, a mining facility, uh, kind of like a Bespin, a Bespin thing from Star Wars, right? Um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and and mechanically, that idea never really came together, and it was just it was just a, a bad, awkward worker placement idea. And what if it had been called Gas Giants, but it was about giants with flatulence? It could have been that. That might have been a better. Sorry to interrupt your sure. flow there. No, I'm just going to scrap this whole thing right now and go with farting giants. <laughs> and then it would change to gassy giants. No, you have to just call it gas giants yeah. because then people are like, oh, it's about planets. Right. Nope. Oh, you farting know, giants. I can't because the BFG already did that. It was all about a farting giant. The, it's a, the the frobs frobscottle. I think he has he has a a, a a a fizzy drink where the bubbles go down instead of going up. And in the in the BFG world, belching is very rude, but farting is funny, and everybody loves it when somebody farts. So he's the big farting giant, not the big friendly giant. Well, it's it's a rolled doll thing. Anyway. I think it's called Frobscottle, where, where the, the drink fizzes down instead of fizzing up. Yeah, that's that's the scientific term for it, I think. Yeah, well, will anyway. you pitch your game? Okay, I'm just trying to riff with you on farting. <sighs> okay, um, so I kind of came, came back to that, that thematic idea, players as, uh, as gas miners. You've got your floating refineries that are floating through the atmosphere of this gas giant and uh uh, uh this this uh, this uh, um humanity has expanded into the stars right and uh and uh one of the most expensive things in in the universe now is the fuel most difficult things to find and most expensive things to, to use is the fuel to to fuel the warp drives that allow us to travel between the stars that makes sense. And some of the most rare elements, and many of the most rare elements that are required to make this fuel, are found in in the atmospheres of these these gas giants. Okay, these giant planets out in space. And so the players are are gas miners who are floating through the clouds of these planets and 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 trying to filter to take in the atmosphere and filter out the the valuable elements and 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 store them and sell them on the black market. Okay. To the highest bidder. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, let's get here on my notes. You should call this game Xenon Profiteer. Oh, that's a good idea. It's pretty. That's, <laughs> but you should spell Profiteer wrong. Mm, no. Mm, okay. No. Um, okay. So, uh, so there are there are six six gases. Okay, we're going to say there are six elemental gases. Methane. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> right back to farting. It's <laughs> good. Um, a callback, Rob. Yeah, they're, uh, it's going to be six fictional gases. Um, 
and uh, uh, every every player, every player's ship or, or refinery has three three filters on it. Okay, three filters, and you take in in order to, to mine the gas, you have to you have to collect the the gases, and you have to pump them through these filters. And each filter can uh, can isolate one of four gases, right? So uh-huh. three filters, so uh, so uh, and, and and total of six gases. Each filter can only do four gases. Okay, so so it's not like you can do any gas or any one. It's but you have some choices there. Okay, right. all right. At any given time, you can only have two gas tanks hooked up to one filter at the same time. Okay, um, so you know uh, if you're you know you can be if if you have two filters set up correct, correctly on all three of the filters or uh, th- two tanks on each filter and all three of the filters set up correctly you can be collecting one tank full of each gas at all times right? right but but if you move stuff around you double up or whatever there are ways you can you can manipulate that okay um uh for uh, you know gameplay purposes each filter is kind of identified as a color you know we'll say red blue and green i don't know what they'll end up being but whatever okay those are great colors for the colorblind uh, so black, white, and uh, red. Uh, no, black, white, and orange. Orange. There, black, white, and orange. It's but, a Halloween game. It, nah, nah, man, you're just making it worse. <laughs> I don't you know. Just want to pitch your game? Colors to be determined. Then, all right. So, uh, so TBD. Um, RBG. No, TBD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> BFG. I'm sorry. I'm really making this hard. I'm really not trying to. Yeah. No, it's it's fine. Oh, oh yeah. I hope the builders are enjoying it. You know what? Because I'm not. <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> and you're not not enjoying it because you're laughing. <laughs> you would totally be pissed if you weren't laughing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's no, fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Go, 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 go. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> on you like this when you're trying to pitch You'll usually game. just give mean feedback. Like, right. I don't get it. I don't understand that. <laughs> At least I'm trying. Um, okay, so... Um, so, four gases per filter. You can only fill up two tanks or two gas types from each filter at any given time. All right. Okay. That makes sense. <clears throat> All right. And, uh, and I, I don't want this to be where you're placing cubes on anything. I think it's just a tank is, is, uh, is it's each tank needs four units to fill it up. Okay. And this, and, and, uh, you're probably gonna have some kind of a marker on each tank on, and it's probably on a game board or it might be cards. You shuffle around. I don't, I don't know. Somehow you're going to be able to move those tanks around. You could do and then, two cards and sliding them apart. You could do that. Yeah. yeah. So some ways, so you can just mark, Without a bunch how of cubes. full it is, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Uh, and in a tank, only one type of gas in the tank at a time. Okay, and it, and if let's say you have a half full tank and you want to move it to a different port on the filter to change the type of gas that's in there, you're gonna the, that gas is gonna escape when you move the tank. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, next thing in the game is is the game also comes with six twelve sided dice. Okay? okay, six twelve sided dice in three colors. If we're going to do red, green, blue, it's going to be two red, two green, two blue. That makes okay? sense. For on, now, on those we dice. just say that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and obviously, they correspond with the filters. Okay. So um, on your turn, what you're going to do is you are going to roll all six of those dice. And you're looking for uh, unique results and matches. Okay. If you get two or more, let's say let's say you get two dice, you roll two dice, and you get the, the same result. You get a match. You get a pair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those dice you're going to set aside because you're going to be able to use them for an action. Okay. Uh, let's say and so you have one match pair, and then your other four dice are just individual numbers. Okay. The numbers okay. don't mean anything in that case. What you're saying there's let's say my two green ones matched, and then I have two reds and two blues that are unique. That means I have two units or two points that I can put through my red and my blue filters. 
Okay, and if I have two tanks on each one, I could put. Uh, let's say uh, you know I have two blue points to spend. I have two tanks attached to my blue filter. I could put both points or both units into one tank, or I could, could one into each tank. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. All right, and that's that's filling up a, with a sp- filtering for a specific type of gas. All right. Same thing with a red. If I have a matched a match between a red and a green, uh, then I'd have two blues, a red, and a green points. It, it's just that simple, right? Okay. If I have two matches or two doubles, I should say, two sixes and two fives or whatever, then I've got two actions on that I can spend on that turn, uh, and I can uh, and then two points. Let's say I, I roll and I get three threes. So that means what that means is that I have two opportunities for a pair so if i have if i have three threes in red green and blue i could use the action for the green and red or i can use the reaction for the blue and green or whatever right whatever choices right and i can triples do nothing for you just gives you more options exactly right yeah and so i have to i'm going to then choose which one of those points i want to put into a specific gas tank all right okay so you're filling up these gases in these tanks and you're taking actions that's that's kind of the core mechanic now, the reason I chose D12s is because uh, I went to AnyDice.com. Uh, AnyDice was recommended by VC Young. Thanks, VC. Uh, and that's just basically it's a website where you can roll dice, but you can also program in some simple coding um, to to help you come up with certain certain results. I'm not a coder, but the the creator, I think his name is Jasper, the guy who built this. I'm assuming it's a guy. I don't actually know that. Um, was available for for live chat, so I just basically turned on. Said, "Hey, are you there?" And he said, "Yeah. What do you need?" And so I explained him what I was going, and he wrote a big formula for me to copy and paste into his tool. Oh, yeah. And that Jasper just, is the man, right? Because I want to know, woman. Yeah, right. We don't know. So <laughs> to, to give me the percentages of how how likely are you to roll a double? Okay, and I what That's I awesome. it's amazing. And what I found is that uh, if you're rolling d12, six d12s, you're gonna get a double, a, at least one match pair, seventy seven percent of the time. Right. And then I, the other night I went home and I tested that with six d12s and it worked. And exactly it was like seventy seven. It was. I mean, it just, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, but it, it, it was, was like consistent. It was about consistent. You know, three out of four times you're gonna get at least one double. Right. Um, and that was super cool. And the re- so I chose D12s because I like that kind of three out of four factor. Um, if they, if I was using like D20s, it was going to be 56% of the time, um, which which didn't seem like enough. Half half the time right. th- didn't feel like enough. And D20s are just so bulky and just like, yeah. D12s are highly underrated. Most I, people don't nobody care Nobody uses D12s, D12, right? Once yeah. once I settled on that number, it's like, yeah, wait, D12s are pretty cool, actually. Nobody uses D12s. Yeah. And I could use D6s, but you're going to get a match 98% of the time. So there's no there's no risk right. there. There's yeah, no volatility. Yeah. Right. Well, especially if you want six dice, right? Yeah. And you yeah, did. Yeah. You wanted six dice because you like the colors and stuff. And splitting yeah, up, and so. six felt right for this. Okay. So so you're collecting these tanks. You're you're you're, you're doing stuff to, to take actions. Okay. So next factor here is is that like I said we're we're collecting this gas to, to to and it can be combined to make warp fuel. We're not making warp fuel. We're just collecting the gases and selling them on the black market. Right. We don't care about warp fuel. That's we don't not care our about problem. that. We're we just in this to make gas. Right. We're just in this to make money. Except you know we're actually we have some some political leanings. Let's say. Uh, and so also at the start of the game, uh, there there are six factions, six kind of kind of warring or competing factions in in the galaxy. Okay. There's. Uh, I might not remember them all. There's the there's some kind of intergalactic government. There's uh, some kind of military force. Uh, there's space pirates. Um, there's a, a group of colonists. Space balls. There's there's uh, uh, um, aliens and alien faction. Um, and I don't remember what the sixth one was. Anyway, there's six of them. Okay. 
and uh, and it's starting every you, we shuffle those up and everybody gets one of those factions. That's that's a faction that they're thinking about for the game. Then they're also going to get a secondary card that either says they're for or against that faction. Okay, and and what that's telling them is, let's say they get the colonists with a with a positive card, and that means at the end of the game, if the colonists have the most power in the galaxy, meaning they've gotten their hands on the most warp fuel, which which directly means they're going to be the most powerful and have the most ability to get around the galaxy, then I'm going to get extra victory points because I helped guide them toward that by selling them more stuff or whatever. Okay throughout the game uh somebody else might also have the colonists though and and want them to be in last place okay is there any market change based on most powerful well so we're gonna get to that okay okay so um and and this is where it's getting a little fuzzier and i'm certainly open to suggestions on this so 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 if i if i want the colonists to win maybe you've got the aliens and and your card says uh, that you want the aliens to be the, the least powerful. They, you want them to lose. So at the end of the game, if the aliens are the least powerful faction out there, they have the least power in the galaxy, uh, then that means uh, you're going to get extra victory points for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the, both of these conditions could be true at the same at the end of the game, right? So we might both be getting bonuses from that stuff. Right. Okay. Um, so that's going to give you a serial. That's that not necessarily going to be enough to, for you to win the game because you're going to be getting victory points by selling fuel in general uh, and completing uh, specific challenges to, to sell uh, c- uh, combined tanks or, you know, sets of tanks or whatever. Okay. Um, that's also going to get you victory points. So now the last thing then is that there's there are there's a deck of, of basically purchase orders. Okay. And each of these purchase orders uh, is, is from some individual character. That's how I'm thinking of it right now. You know, different, different people who are buying and selling on the black market, mostly buying from you guys on the black market. Um, and they're going to, going to give you specific orders. Okay. And they're going to say, I need, I need, uh, two tanks of gas. A, I need, uh, a tank of gas, a, a tank of gas B and a tank of gas C. Okay. Um, or, you know, maybe I just need one tank of gas D. I don't know. And so, so you're going to be filling those orders. And, uh, the more tanks you can sell them on a certain on, on in one transaction, the more money you're going to make, which means the more victory points you're going to get. Um, but uh, but also each each um, per, uh, each buyer on the black market is going to have faction leanings, and they're going to have one faction that they support and one faction that they're an enemy of. And so when you successfully sell to them, that's also going to tell you how many points. Uh, of power of of their positive faction increases and how much their their enemy decreases. Okay, so that's also how you're influencing the 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 balance of power in the galaxy. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so hopefully uh, you're you're doing that and you're you're strategically picking who you're buying and selling uh, with to uh, to get that get your faction where you wanted to be. Or I should say selling, not right. buying. So. I'm going to be honest. I didn't yeah. get all that last part. Okay. So let me give you what I'm thinking. You okay. tell me if that's what you said. Great. It's more complicated. Beautiful. Okay. So everyone at the beginning, um, everyone starts in, it's like a tie, right? Everyone starts at the same. Is that what you're saying? All the, all the factions. Yeah. yeah. Are all yeah. Equal. Oh, great, right. great, great. So what if mm-hmm. there was a, um, uh, inverse, um, correlation between, so basically this, right? Uh, when I buy from a faction, they get more powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I sell to a faction, because right? mm-hmm. I'm selling them basically weapons of war. I mean, I'm not. I'm selling them fuel, but sure, yeah. selling them something that they can make what they need to make to right. win, right? right? So what if, as I sell them people things and they become more powerful, mm-hmm. their price drops? 
So basically what that means is I'm making you more powerful. And yeah. as you get more powerful at certain checkpoints, you're like, I'm going to pay you less because I don't need to like, I don't need to pay you more because I'm the best in the gap. Like I'm the, I'm the ones in charge right now. Right. Mm. So that means those, the lowest faction is going to pay the best. Right. Yeah. So what that does to me as a player is I want the colonists to win, but right now they are winning mm-hmm. and I, I could use some money because, because it shouldn't be that. And I assume it's not just because my team wins doesn't mean I'm going to win. It just means yeah. I get bonus points. Right. Well, maybe I say, screw the bonus points. It's much more che- It's much more beneficial to sell to the aliens right now. Pump them up. Right. Right. Um, so what you need is a simple mechanism right. for balancing the six factions, right? So yeah. maybe there's like 36 possible points, right? Mm-hmm. And so six for everyone, right? Right? Okay. Six times six is 36, yeah. yeah. So everyone starts at... So no, in th- that case then, I would say you randomly roll to determine who is where, right? Because everyone is always at a set point. So when somebody goes up, someone else goes down, right? How exactly that would work, I don't know. But determining it would be as easy as if they're numbered one through six, or um, you know, you roll the dice mm-hmm. um, two, one to two, two to three. I mean, three to four, right? That faction is top when you start, and then everyone else scales from there, right? So the next one is five, four, three, two, one, and mm. you just start back at the beginning, right? If it's okay. like the third guy, okay. So that gives you your current power structure, yeah. which actually feels more real, anyway. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then every time I sell to someone. I take a point away from someone else, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't get to decide who that is because I'm getting the benefit of selling. So maybe to keep more people involved, every time I sell, the guy to my right who just went, he gets to adjust someone down one. So the person I buy from goes up, the other guy gets to choose who to adjust down. Yeah. And then that way, you take a turn, your next turn you're going to be deciding who to screw over, right? Yeah. Um, I like that. And by making me make those choices, I may be giving you the information about who I actually care about, right? Right, 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 right. Um, oh, that that is way better. And then I don't have to have a deck of like character cards. No, it's super simple, right? Yeah, right. So, so then, but I still want, I still want you to be, to have to kind of think about, do I want to just sell the one I've got right now or do I want to hold it until I... S- can save up two or three others and sell in a big chunk. What if, what if there were say, I don't know, twelve different preferences for? Um, oh yeah, yeah, six cards, right? Mm-hmm. You've got six cards with preferences on them, uh, and they're double sided. For I'd rather have just this, or I'd rather have this and this together, right? Shuffle those up at the beginning of the game. Place them, place them one side up in front of each faction mm. and whenever you sell to that faction flip it over and just back and forth flip, flip, okay. flip. so that makes you plan but it's not too much information right mm-hmm. and you can choose to ignore that if you want but it also means that you get two people saving up to sell the one faction because they're oh i got a good deal on that i beat them to it now it gets flipped over now do i wait for somebody else to sell for it to flip back knowing it's going to come back or do i I actually yeah. really dig that. I like that a lot too, yeah. So and it would be stupid simple. Super, for, super easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea, to it, man. Yeah. So, there you go. See, cause cause I, I, I like that idea. I, I want it to be simple turns, simple fast turns, right? You roll the dice. Right. I know how many actions like yeah, see, you know what? What what are we doing actions for? So oh yeah, so <laughs> sorry. It's like, oh I forgot about all the action part of this game. Right. So what do you spend the action on? So the act you're gonna have to spend an action to actually sell. 
it requires an action to sell something, yep. right? And you can only sell, it would be selling to one faction on turn. If you if you have a situation where you have two actions, you can sell to two different factions on your turn. Okay. Okay. Likewise, it also takes an action to move a tank, to right. reposition a tank. So, so that would mean that on your turn, if you were doing my idea, mm-hmm. if I sold the two factions, two would go up, the next person, the person behind me or someone would say, okay, these two move down. And you'd right. do that immediately right? right yes i choose to sell the two now you or i even if it's one that i do two on right you still would have the ability to manipulate two points worth basically yeah, on the right. on the 36 point scale right. and, and if you if you get to a situation where you're like i actually i don't want to take any actions uh i think you could just get gather the points in fact you could just skip your whole turn and say i'm going to take the six points and just assign them where i want move on yep yeah and that's I think, cool yeah. i think that's fine i think that's totally fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. sure you know yeah. Um, and you could, you could have something happen if something doesn't happen, right? Like if I choose not to sell, then X happens. Oh yeah. Maybe everybody drops one. Some, I, well, yeah, I don't know. But then you lose your scale because the kind of the hinge point is that every, there is someone who's one, two, three, four, five, and six on the scale. And anytime someone changes, someone else has. So basically, um, Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't I don't think I don't think you can have just straight number 1 2 3 4 5 6. I think you have to have a, like a, a, you know, a neutral point and everybody has a, an up and down. That yeah. that's fair. So you could have some a couple of factions that are on the same position, right? Right. It just you would yeah. start the game with 1 through 6 obviously and right. then that can tweak during the game. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was overcomplicating it, but um but yeah, no, I hope that it's helpful. Yeah, super helpful. I like that a lot. Cool. Um, yeah, and right now I'm still just calling it Gas Giants. I don't really know if that's a good name or not. But it's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's it's kind of it's f- kind of fine. You know, it's fine. You could call it Flatulating Planets. I uh, Flatulating Giants. No planets. No gas giants. Flatulating planets. Because then it. people have to go. What is flatulating? What's flatulence? Is is gas? Oh, planets. Gi- gas giants. Oh, see, then they'll figure it out through interpretation. I don't get it. Shut up. Okay. What else do we got here? Um, that's all I've got. Okay. Give me something. Give me something to do. I don't have, I, I didn't prepare anything for you to do. I'm sorry. Do you want to, um, I don't know. I, I got nothing, man. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Okay. Well, I don't know what's sadder. The fact that you played that, the fact you smacked your microphone trying to play that. Yeah, they're both pretty sad. Yeah. If you'd cracked your phone as well, that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. That was Rob's phone not cracking. Yeah. All right. Well. That's great. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's over 9,000. Yeah. For sure. Rob got a soundboard, guys. He's really excited. It's the same one I've had for a long time. Yeah. I I, I didn't just get it, I had it for a while. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I didn't prepare anything for this for tonight. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I get off I easy then. All right. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's it. The end. So thanks right. everybody for listening. So yeah, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to buildinggamepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at podcastbtgjason at jslingerland. I'm at poorly underscore designed. You can like us on Facebook. Give us a fight. You know how this stuff goes. Google Voice seven seven hotel btg. Website is buildinggamepodcast.com. Next week we'll talk more about Gen Con. We will talk also about uh, the IDC and how well that went because I'm sure it went spectacularly. Um, 
and uh and yeah so you guys whatever you don't care about us so we're just gonna stop so yeah I'm, good night yeah as if you cared good night Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. Let's record a show! Okay, 273, and this is going to be the Put episode... Put my computer away. Yeah, this is not... I needed the thing for... Oh, yeah, whoops. This is not the post-Gen Con show. This is the post-post-Gen Con show. Post? Post, 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 post